When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me bang, I do let you bang. Let me bang, bang. Let you bang. Let you bang. Let you bang. Greetings, Mary's and Go for Jesus. No for Jesus, people. And I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? We got a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, (laughs) Don. We don't know where Don Fry is. I've been uh, calling him and texting him. Uh, if you've heard from Don Fry, let me know, because I am a little concerned. Um, it's not like him, it just, but who knows? He might just show up 20 minutes in. You know, that's, that's just Don. Yeah. Um, he didn't text me last time I texted him either, so I don't know, I don't know what's going on. He did He did draw, he say something in our text thread at one point. So, mm-hmm. didn't he? I thought he responded something. I don't know how long ago it was, but I remember saying something. Yeah, he called someone a pussy, right? He said, that's something that like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Greg, how was uh, your weekend? It was interesting. You know, I, I was there uh, performing at the comedy club that's right there in the Westgate Shopping Center, which is right across from the uh, State Farm Stadium where the Super Bowl was. So all the Super Bowl festivities were going on. And of course, so right outside in the pavilion, they booked two concerts at the same time as, you know, we're having, the, like, they forgot. They're like, fuck the comedy club. We're having a giant. So the first night was Marshmallow. Okay. Which is a huge international DJ. Yeah. But I don't know how much the people of Phoenix are into, you know, let alone those. You think about people that can afford to be at the Super Bowl. I don't know right. if that's the same, no. you know, crossover. So while it was it was super loud, like everything was just rattling in the club from the bass. You know, but listen, I I listen, you don't do this for 20 some odd years and not get used to 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 just facing these situations i've dealt with it before it's not you know so i just you know me i'm loud too so i just blasted through then the next night was tim mcgraw (laughs) you know yeah and now now tim while while not nearly as loud Mm -hmm. definitely way more people that place was bananas yeah um so uh, there were just so many. So, so I mean, I, I was, and of course I'm poking fun. I'm like, thanks for being my opener, Tim McGraw. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for my opening act, Marshmallow. Now come, you know, and some people actually did once they finished the Tim McGraw show, actually then came in and watched my set, you mm. know, uh, at the end. So, I mean, they were, they missed the other two guys, but they caught my entire act. So, um, so, we, so that was fun. And you know, shocking. And it was funny because I would go out on stage. And I was like, you guys, thank you. You're such diamonds. Mm-hmm. You diamonds, and they, you know, and they're like, "What is this guy talking about?" I'm like, you're the rare individual that cut through those throngs of people here to see Tim McGraw. We're like, no, fuck Tim McGraw. We're here to see the tiny yelling man in that little room up there, <laughs> you know. And so I really kind of just I, I praised him up for it. And I didn't want to I didn't want to act like it wasn't happening. I leaned into it. That's so great. we ended up having a great time, and I had incredible shows, and it was super fun. Sean, what about you? Uh, I sat and um, thought all night about whether or not the Super Bowl was fixed because I kept, I didn't bet on it, but like when the last Hail Mary goes 22 yards, like the guy that throws it, like you got to wonder, dude, I don't know an NFL quarterback that can't throw it. I could throw the ball when I was younger, 50 or 60 yards. Like, I don't know. And I didn't even play football, you know, like uh, when he threw that last one, like 20 some yards, we giving them no chance to win. I'm thinking, dude, has this guy got together with James Krause? Like what's going on? You know what I mean? Or whatever. These are like, is Kraus the quarterback's coach now? Um, uh, some of that stuff, man. I, even that, even that holding call, man. Just at the end there, that, that's 
the ball wasn't catchable. And isn't that the rule? If it's not catchable, you can interfere all you want. You know what I mean? Like, no, was, no, not down. if you, it may have been uncatchable because he slowed him down to where he couldn't get to it. Cause he did turn him and he grabbed, and even the guy, James Bradbury, the defender came out and was like, look, I grabbed his Jersey. I was hoping they wouldn't see it. He yeah. said that. It's kind of like the NBA. There's ten fouls on every play. It's just who's going to call what, I guess, man. Totally. Do on top, so it's kind of exactly. You can call it or not call it. For you know, obviously they called that one because they wanted Mahomes to win. So, well, yeah, I can't wait a- to tell you guys about this. My experience over the weekend. So, Greg, Sean, so this guy, I meet this guy, and he texts me. He's, hey, man. This is how most uh, most Bruce Buffer stories start, by the way. <laughs> He slid into your DMs, right? He sent you a dick pic. Okay, go ahead. Meet this guy who's like, I met you over with Coolio a couple of years ago. And uh, me and, and he has a deep voice, a deep raspy. Me and Coolio have a new nightclub. Uh, uh, we want you to do comedy there. It's a Coolio social club. It's in Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania, right? And he's like, what do you charge? So I, I gave him a price. He's like, all right, done. Uh, Thursday and Friday, I'm flying you out, right? So he flies me out, right? I, uh, Spirit Airlines, first class, though, right? Flies me out, right. which is, is which just means the front seat on Spirit Airlines. It's just, it's just as it's actually worse because your seats don't even go back in the front. Right. I'm not going to go back in the back either, right? So I get out, and this guy picks. You should have told like I would rather fly cargo on FedEx than first <laughs> class on Spirit. But okay, but, go ahead. So, oh, Don Fry's here. Shit! Yay! So, so he flies me two hours to Pittsburgh, right? And, uh, and he goes, I'm going to have a driver meet you, right? So, I don't mean, I mean, like six hours, a uh, red eye, and it's a two-hour drive to Phillipsburg, right? So, it's a it's a town of 2,000 people, 2,000 people in this town. So, I get there, and then he puts me up. He goes, you got you staying at the We Are In, right? Which is exactly, it's on the side of the highway. It looks like a murder scene. Like, We Are In, right? We Are In, right? So, I get out, and the guy meets me there. And he goes, right across the street. That's where I got a DUI last year. I ran into a dam, right? He goes, they actually, someone made, I took a picture of it and my car was hanging over the thing. And then it goes, it goes, catch of the day, right? Like, so, so they made it <laughs> 7 million people, right? So I get to the social club that night. It's about 40, 45 people that could, could fit in there. Like it's at capacity, but, and there's like slot machines everywhere. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know gambling was legal. Uh, he goes, oh, no, these are not, this is not gambling. These are video games with money where you win money. He goes, I actually, uh, I actually sued the whole state of Pennsylvania. He shows me his lawsuit and he somehow won. And he carries around with him for some reason. <laughs> so then, you know, we have talked about this before, Adam. You don't got to say yes to everything. So, all right. So, so before the show, I asked him, I'm like, were you scared of going to prison, right, after you got a DUI? He goes, no. Nah. He goes, I did 10 years in prison. Uh, a hard time. I, I go, he goes, I was looking at 30 to life, but luckily uh, the prosecutor was corrupt and uh, used falsified. They said I shot 10 people. I didn't shoot 10 people, right? So he tells me about prison. I go, well, oh, nine. I go, what exactly, were you? Exactly. Don, Don, you got to meet this guy. You would love this guy. Absolutely love this guy. <laughs> I go, what you go to pri-? I go, what you go to prison for? He goes, Oh, I was a Latin king. I'm gonna go, but you're not Latin. He goes, they let me in. Right. And I like <laughs> and I believe him, right? Because he, he's he's got he's like, I'm getting rid of my tats right now. And he's got tats that are removed all over him, right? He's got five daughters working the place, right? They're all like high school. I'm like, oh, uh, one of them's 14, right? He goes, yeah, she. I homeschool her. She's a tattoo artist, right? <laughs> She's 14 year old tattoo artist, right? And I'm like, uh, I, I go, oh, the, she. He goes, yeah, I got five daughters with five different mamas. It's a long story, but you know, I'm taking care of all of them, right? So the opening act goes on, and this place is like, if you think of like a, like a Trump rally times 50. Like that, I don't know why it's called Coolio's. I, I I even said that I'm like tomorrow night I'm playing Sir Mixalot's basement. Um, after that <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing a Young MC's backyard. I go if Coolio came back to the show he would see it and then kill himself. <laughs> if he came yeah. back to life, They're, so they bring me an opener. The opener goes on and she's like talks about being a lesbian. She's like I used to be a lesbian, uh, but now. Um, I have a boy, I'm married, but my fiance is in prison. He's got long hair. He's beautiful. And I peg him every night before he went to jail. Oh. Right. So, so now the crowd, Well, at least he's ready. 
Right. Yeah. So now the crowd is horrified. So she gets off and then she does like six minutes, supposed to do 30. She doesn't come back the next night, right? She doesn't, she just, she just leaves. Oh my God. She's like, that's it. All right. And during my set, she sits in the front of the front row, like the very front seat. And I'm just like, come, what you fucking hate as a comic, you know, you don't do it to another. Yeah. Like, what are you doing there? Yeah. You're not an audience member. You stand on the side. So you stand so in the that, back. So the people there were so nice. I mean, these are some real, like, like old, like, nice backwards so this guy's telling me he's like yeah you know i work for 30, 50 years that's my son he's got autism but he's a rapper right so uh naturally <laughs> oh, go, yeah of course i go is his name Chico little spectrum his name little spectrum right so then uh-huh. he, he goes he goes he was getting money from the government but he told me dad i want to earn my own money i don't want to just get free money right so i'm on stage and i tell the story i go now you know he has autistic i'm gonna take the free fucking money you idiot right and the, the kids the kids die and laughing right so then i get an audition right for a, a good audition for a show so i gotta buy a shirt before i go, I go in I, I go next door to buy a shirt it's a thrift store so i go in there i'm like hey it's a thrift store and the girl goes well most of the people that own these clothes are deceased so we take them off deceased people I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, you, the, the mortuary next door should have been your first clue. Uh, any, so, any bullet holes, any, any bullet holes or knife, knife holes, anything like that? Blood stains? Well, I, That's I, all I it was. So I have an audition and they come and these, I, I tell the people there afterwards, the people came to my, the people came to my motel with a suit. Some guy gave me a suit. He's like, my stepdad, I had to wear a suit in the audition. He goes, and they brought me this light. Like, they're the nicest fucking people you ever meet. Like, just beyond nice. But so then um, the next night I go and the, the, the guys, the guy who runs the place, his jail cellmates were there. They came to like, they're all friends, right? So one guy has an eye patch. And he tells me, he goes, he's like, he's like, it looks like the Undertaker plus 100 pounds, right? And he goes, I got an eye patch. But next time I'm in town, I'll be your driver. I'm like, uh, I like my drivers with two eyes. And <laughs> 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 so there's like, what? Next time. You're blind in one eye, can't see all the other. There's, there's uh, a couple of beast looking girls there, right? Well, I mean, you know, so then this one, this girl's like very flirty. She tells me, she's like, hey, you know, uh, I saw that you're married, but I do couples and this and that and, you know, all this shit, right? So she works at the Sounds uh, like she was a hooker. No, no. More than a she wasn't flirting with you. She was trying yeah, to get your business. Anything about a price. Yeah. Like, no. So there's some guys I are, do couples. <laughs> so some guy says, watch out for her. I go, why? He goes, he goes, she likes to get peed on. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, yeah. I, oh, I like to pee on them. <laughs> So, yeah, it's like so great. great. I just yeah, great. I just drank four beers. <laughs> so, they said they made a video where they she likes to, where somebody bought a pee tape off her. Um, so she this this goes so she likes to get peed on, dude. It was like uh, oh the next night, right? So there's no more opener, right? Because um, the opener quit. So the guy's like, hey, can you do two and a half hours? Oh my god! Uh, who are you, Dave Chappelle? Right after Africa? Uh, oh, the places you'll go. He goes. I'll give you an. He goes. I'll give you an extra. And he named a a, a really good number. So I was Ooh. like. So I was like, sure, right? So I do two and two hours and fifteen minutes, right? Um. Then at the end, I go back to my. You know, we are in, and they all bang on my door. They somehow they all know where I'm staying. And they're like, hey, come out with us. I'm like, I'm, guys, I'm, I'm tired. They're like, oh, Not no. because you mentioned it on stage or because they know the guy that runs the We Are In. So. <laughs> well, that too. So they take me to a club that's connected to the We Are In, like in the <laughs> back. And it's the same people that were at this place. And now they're all just even drunker, um, getting, getting more and more fucked up. Uh, some guy tells me, he goes, oh, man, you inspire me. He goes, I got a tattoo. You want to see it? So I'm like, sure. He goes, it's a butterfly. It's a stick of butter. Oh, it's a stick of butter with two fly, like, like two butterfly. Dude, it just gets. Was it on his, was it on his asshole or what? That's what I think. Was it a trip? Was it right above his dick? Was it, like, yeah. Dude. Oh, and then during the second show, right? So some old guy's heckling, right? Some old guy, he thinks it's a conversation. He just, I just won't stop talking to me. And a nice guy, but like, I'm like, all right, dude, I got this. So finally they kick him, <laughs> they kick him out. But, but like, 
19 people kicked him out. Like you got to cut. So now half the crowd leaves to, to like to take this guy out, right? So now I'm just I'm saying like like the lesbians go, the 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 the, the prison warden. I'm like, is there a line to punch this guy? I'm just I'm like, show him the fucking light. He'll walk towards it. I'm like, how many people to take to take to got to kick out a 105 year old man? So that was uh that was my experience. Uh, Apparently, more than 76 million. I don't know. So, <laughs> like I do have a. Sorry, they just they they trying to find a way to a polite way to walk out on your show. Exactly, (laughs) they're like, I'll take them out, and everyone's like, I'll take them out. (laughs) I do have a. It's not their fault. I mean, two and a half hours is a lot of Adam. I mean, (laughs) dude, what they kept offering me moonshine. One guy had homemade moonshine. (laughs) I drank. Don't take it. I've I've made that mistake before. Then, then who knows what the rest of the show was like? I wasn't there. Dude. Adam, next time when he needs like when he needs an opener or somebody share the two and a half hours with you, he should just have the owner should just have his 14 year old hit up Chris D'Elia. Like I guarantee you, she'll at least get a text back. Like I don't know, I don't know if he'll do the show, but I guarantee you he'll respond at very least. I can negotiate from there. Dude, I was on stage going, like, how many wrong turns did I make in my life to get here huh. at the at the Coolio Social Club? Uh, but Greg, let me know if you want to do the gig. It, it pays really well. <laughs> After all that, of course, Greg wants to do it. <laughs> Now, if first class on spirit, you say, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, that's like, I just, I, I have an easier time saying no than you do. That's just one of those things where I'm going to be like, nah, I'm cool. Like, I don't, I'm going to, dude, there was a guy in the back who looked like another guy looked like the undertaker. And he was like, they were like biker friends of this owner. And I was like, he's like, yeah, I did some time. Like, why is it for fighting? I'm like, oh, were you a good fighter? He's like, listen, I'm the kind of guy that. I could break bones. He's like, I'm a bone breaker, right? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I know how to kill people with my finger. But for some reason, I believed him. Like other people, I didn't. I've never- yeah, it's called a trigger. A fucking trigger. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, exactly. I was going to say it's called showing up with a sledgehammer. I thought it was death by a thousand peggings. <laughs> Dude, he told me back in the day. He goes, back in the day, we used to have driving fights. I go, I go, what is that? He's like, we'd all go to the drive-in. And I went 34 and one. Uh, I finally right. broke my <laughs> every, every legendary street fighter always has that one on the end of their record. Yeah, they yeah. Can make it more believable. I went 601. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Don, how you doing, man? Where have you been? I've been hiding from the world, man. You know, sure. The world needs more Don Bryan, buddy. Don't hide from us. Yeah, don't I look good? You do. You look great as always. There's a yeah, viral, there's a video that went viral about you calling everyone sissies with Karen Bryant. I seen it like yeah, nineteen. Yeah, that times. was like yeah, ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah, that was yeah. at my fight that Don commentated and hurt my feelings. I like I didn't know Don. I just met him that weekend, and yeah. the first time I got kicked in the fight, Don goes, "McCord looks like he's ready to quit." Like, and I actually heard it. <laughs> In the fight, and I turned and looked at Don. I was like, dude, that's my hero saying after one kick, I'm ready to quit. 10 seconds in. I was like, that broke my heart. But then after the fight, I got to watch a drunk and high uh, Carl Parisian argue with a uh, drunk Don on who was a better generation of fighters, even though they were both from the same generation. It was very <laughs> I listened to that for like two hours. I was in tears, man. Mostly from him saying I was ready to quit after the first kick. But, oh, that's so funny. So yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I took my daughter to a fairy hunt, right? I like they have a thing where it's like they have like a it's like a play in, in like the park where they have these girls dress up as fairies and they want all the kids dress up as fairies and they go hunt the fairies, right? But like a like a live action play, you know, like one of those. Like, so I take my daughter. I find out about this. I take my daughter. There's like nine little girls dressed up in fairies. It's the cutest thing. And one brother dressed up as Darth Vader, and uh, <laughs> with, with a sword. <laughs> He didn't get the mail, huh? The story. And I go, what are you doing here? He goes, I'm kill- I'm here to kill the fairies. <laughs> That's good, but if you touch this one, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, right. I, I was like, uh, whose kid is this? And then the mom was like, it's mine. And she was like, she's like, I love my son's the best or something. But every time there's like, I go to his school and there's like nine, there's like nine drawings of like, snowman my my kid is the one with the horns and fire and (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, anyway, the, the fights. Did you guys watch the fights to Islam versus Volk? Yes. Uh, yes, so- a friend of mine was nice enough to send me an illegal stream, so uh, it was... I, I couldn't... Got- uh, that link would not come through. I kept not getting the link at all. And then I did see the highlights, though, so I, I do know what happened uh, in that one fight in particular, but the rest of the time I was doing shows, so I didn't get a chance to see it yet. Now, I'll just go first. So the, I thought... It was a good decision. I hate to say it. I wanted mm-hmm. Volk to win. I really did. I think the rounds he won, he won a little more. But I thought he lost. Are you, talking the, main, wait, are you talking the main event? Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was three okay. to two Islam. Um, no. So no, you got it wrong. <laughs> why? Oh, here no, we go. I think the Russian, the Australian Russian won. You know, I think he pursued. He was more aggressive. He was on the constant attack, and I think he threw uh, more significant um, strikes. I mean, I can see how you thought that, but I didn't think it was a robbery. <laughs> I didn't think it was a robbery. Sean, you? I uh, I thought he won the last 60 seconds of the fight. Right. Uh, other than that, he, uh, there was one round that one of the judges scored for Volkanowski that he had his back for four and a half minutes of the five-minute round. And I don't know how – like, I, I was sitting there thinking, if you score it by wrestling, the uh, what's-his-name, Makachev won. If you score it by jiu-jitsu, Makachev won. If you score it by boxing and kickboxing, Makachev won. If you score it by anything but cardio, like any kind of – even taekwondo rules. Like, in the three times he dropped Makachev, if you go back and watch it in slow motion, he didn't connect on any of those three times. Those were literally all three slips. One time he punched his shoulder, which threw him off balance. One time he completely missed, and Makachev slipped going for a takedown. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Watching it, uh, I mean, to hear Joe Rogan and Brendan Schaub tell it, it wasn't even close, like, which is uh, crazy. People keep telling me that. But uh, I thought 3-2 to two was a fair decision. He did uh, – I think if they'd kept fighting, he would have won eventually, like if there weren't a limit on rounds, you know. And uh, he looked better than – I don't know. Makachev, that's the first time I've seen him look tired, and he started at 45 seconds in looking exhausted so yeah. i'm nobody to criticize anybody's cardio but it's uh it, he was off it seemed like to me man i don't know or volkanovsky's that good well the, here's what dan hooker right dan hooker who lost to islam whose teammates with volkanovsky or the you know they're i don't know they train together so he writes dumb cunt thinks he can fly to australia hire a nurse to give him an iv we won't find out cheating dog this is obviously about 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 islam um like I, i'm confused about the ivs why are they so illegal? They they won't let you do they it. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. Yeah. They're stupid. They're fucking stupid. And they don't understand, you know, uh, anything about sports or any competition or anything like that. And so they come up with the stupid-ass rules uh, with several purpose and just fuck everything up. Yeah. That yeah it that. seems like a dumbass rule. I mean, it, 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 all they're doing is rehydrating. The reasoning behind it is that they could be doing blood doping by using an IV during camp, which I have a crazy idea for them. Test them before they receive their IV to rehydrate and see if they have any of the residue of plastic in their blood. And if they don't, then they obviously haven't been doing the blood transfusion and let them rehydrate with an IV. It's so stupid, man. Or, like or just have them, a, or just You have give somebody. them the IV bag. Like it right. has to come just, from yeah. them. Have somebody from the commission in the fucking locker room. Yeah. yeah, I mean, rehydrate what? So you have to drink it? Like, oh no, you can't just rehydrate. You gotta. We have to watch you drink it. Like, no, just make it, make it an IV bag that they issue. Here you go. Here's some fluids. You know, with it from our, our supply. There you go. Well, what like, they're saying what, what they're yeah, saying you, is during you, their camps, they're saying during their camps they're doing blood transfusions or could be with an IV. So that's why IVs are completely banned. Like, because you can take someone else's blood and like put, you know what I mean? Double the red blood cells and put it back in. But I mean, what happens if you have to go to the hospital and you're sick? You can't get an IV. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be more dangerous to not get an IV? Yeah. That's what's so stupid. They're trying to protect the other guy. Like, uh, but you're actually hurting the guy who's not getting the IV. It's so, so stupid, man. God, the whole thing's so stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so that was, uh, and then the other fight, the co-main event, uh, what's his name is the most frustrating fighter, Yai Rodriguez, because he looked amazing. Uh, he looked yeah. incredible. Uh, and because the other, the guy he, the guy he beat is like legit good. But it, that was that was. So now they're the intern. Now now what? So now they fight. It's going to be Volkanovski against yeah. Pierre for the for the for the belt. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I want to know. What I want to know is who now is the 155 pound champ because he hasn't defended it for 48 hours. So <laughs> the, uh, interim 155 pound champ because that's I think that's the that's the limit you have 48 hours as champ before they should just make every fight a title fight like they really should just every fight be a title fight. <laughs> Crazy. It and seemed then, to me, having just watched the highlights of the Volkanovski fight, it seemed like he was if he had 10 more seconds. He was about to put him away. I mean, yeah. that's what it looked like at the very end. And all I kept thinking was, dude, why'd you save it? Why'd you wait till now? I, again, I only saw the highlights. I wouldn't see how uh, it all played out. But it seemed like that last minute, he almost knocked him the fuck out. And I think that's what really upset him when the announcement came out. Because it was like he had him this close to being put away. It was also in, it was also in Australia. He had the whole crowd behind him. Yeah. Every time he, he did good, it was like, you couldn't even hear and also he was the underdog and he was also the smaller guy so it was one of those things sometimes where if it's close you give it to the guy who should lose versus the guy who really won you know but it was a it, it could have went either way it, it was a good fight i felt bad for randy brown because that dude another guy who sometimes just looks unbeatable and then just got got rough parker Posey. what about alonzo minifield he fought to a draw a majority draw that was what i had bet on that i actually it counted as a win shockingly was, I, I paired it with with Mikhaev and so uh but but it came up a majority draw what happened with that no i hate to say it but i think he got lucky because i'm a, i'm the biggest menifield fan so the first round he goes out and almost finishes him it almost like could have been a 10 8 like he just it was very close he got the guy was out yeah. of the feet, but he was fighting back it wasn't like he Second round, uh, he he loses. He loses the second round. And the third round, so basically it was like 1-1. One, one. And then in the third round, if I remember correctly, he like grabbed the cage while he was getting taken down. So they, um, they took a point away. So then, right. and, he, and then he still lost the round. So he really lost. I don't know. He only won the first round, but they called it a draw. So yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how that happened. Uh, but it was pretty awesome because I like Alonzo a lot, but that was also weird officiating. Um, and then Parker Pose Parker Poser, I forgot his name. I don't, he, he got his ass, he got rocked. Um, he got he got killed. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You always find the latest football odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events. Bet Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. What's up, people? Listen, I got to talk to you about HelloFresh. All right. Now, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. My wife and I, we had the best meal we've had in ages thanks to HelloFresh. I'm telling you. You could skip trips to the grocery store and you can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Not number two, not number three, number one. Look, we all have New Year's goals, right? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Skip the grocery store and take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Are you looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? I know I am, okay? So cut back on those expensive takeout and delivery. Yeah, you go out there, it's gas, and you get there, and you got to pay for parking, and this and that. People are, it annoys you. Listen, HelloFresh has you covered, okay? You'll love how fast, easy, and affordable it is to just whip up uh, a recipe and just, you get a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen, all right? Eating well is top of the mind this month. It's comforting to know you always get top quality with HelloFresh. The ingredients travel all the way from the farm to you in less than seven days. So you know they're fresh, okay? I'm telling you, my wife, we've had the greatest meals. I'm so happy for HelloFresh, all right? So you got to do this. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Roasted21 and use code Roasted21 for 21 free meals. 
plus free shipping. Okay. HelloFresh.com slash roasted21 and use code roasted21, like I just said, for 21 free meals plus free shipping. All right. Check out HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Any other uh, fights you want to talk about, Don or Sean? No, I thought Yair Rodriguez, man, if when he fights, that's what everybody's asking me for. Did I send you guys the list of the fights I didn't bet on? And then uh, I think I sent that to you, right? Like I, I didn't bet. And no, I, went, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I went 10 and two, giving advice to my friend and I didn't bet. So 10 and two on the fights, even told him how the two would play out. The Yair would finish the guy and that uh, Makachev win by decision. And uh, so after the, after the fights, I'm like, dude, he, I mean, I literally, he asked me three or four times. So I spent a half an hour looking at the fights and giving him my picks. And then he goes, oh, man, my bad. I didn't bet. And I'm like, pass me for my picks repeatedly. He asks three or four times. So then I go through and look at it. I'll send it to him. And then he doesn't bet um, or whatever, which is really weird to me. But, uh, yeah, I was telling everybody yeah. the uh, to, that if a year comes to fight, he'll win pretty handily. If he doesn't, he'll lose. You know, you never know which version of him you're getting, man. You really don't. 100%. You know, dude, that just goes to show you no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> of course. You know, the more you try and help people, this, I, this is something I didn't bring up from the weekend. So there's a comedian who we know, I'll tell you, anyways, he reaches out to me. He's like, hey, you're in Phoenix. I'm in Phoenix. Do you think I can get a guest spot on your show? I'm like, yeah, you know, all right. You know, come for the late show. I'll give you a guest spot. It gets a five-minute guest spot, gets up there. And he's doing, you know, he's doing okay. You know, it's five minutes. What do you, you know? So he does, and at the end of the fight, you know, they give him the light like 40. He's like, all right, I want everyone to take out their phones right now. And I want you to follow me on social media. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? You're up there for four fucking minutes. Get the fuck off my stage. Oh my God. I wanted to kill this motherfucker. I was like, how dare you on a five minute? Everyone take your phones out. Look me up. Here's my name. Follow me right now. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I wanted to fucking kill this guy. Just etiquette, comics. Fucking etiquette. You only do that on your show. It's not. You shouldn't do it anyway. Because the last thing you want is people looking at their phone. Because they're going to see all the other shit they need to see on their phone. And now they're looking at the fucking phones. So you don't want to do that anyway during a show. But if you do do that at the very end, if it's not your show... Don't fucking do it, especially not on a five-minute fucking guest spot. God damn it, I wanted to kill this motherfucker. You <laughs> need to like Shab and just buy followers. That's what I would do. Shab's <laughs> the only guy in the world that's got a million followers on Twitter and gets three likes and four retweets <laughs> on every post. Like, dude, how in the hell are you don't have any interactions between your million followers? That's crazy. I did a show one time in uh, Fresno, and the guy did a four-minute guest set, and he I guess he sold scooters. So he went up there with a scooter. And did like a minute of jokes and three minutes on pitching a scooter. And then he had him in the back and was trying to sell them after the show to everybody. And no, not one person bought a like, That's amazing. That might be the best story I've ever heard. Dude, one time I saw a guy come in, ask for a guest spot, and then begged everybody to buy his, his CD on the way out. After five minutes, and then it, he's just sitting there with his fucking CD like, and I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Stop it. Stop it. It's oh, like, I'll give you $20. Just stop fucking holding up your CD. You look stupid. Man. So this this Friday night, it's Knuckle, yeah. Man Knuckle Mania, bare knuckle boxing. I know we're all excited. It's actually a great card. So this guy, Lorenzo Hunt, he's the guy that beat <laughs> Hector Lombard. He's like this black dude who's like the Debo of bare knuckle boxing. He's the bully, right? Right, right. <laughs> So he goes out there and he's got strippers and he's throwing money when he walks out with like five girls <laughs> and they're twerking and like, you know, he's my hero. I'm already into it. Uh, when, when he fought Joe Riggs, he gave him an apple for some reason at the weigh in and he tried to put it in his mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm looking so hard for the, for the connection there and I've got nothing. Like, is it Adam and Eve? Like, what is he going for with that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna fuck him up the ass. I did that with a chick one time. I shoved an apple in her mouth, you know, put her on her hands and knees, and drilled her, and she bit through that apple, shot it across the room. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Can we talk about this for a second? There was a. I didn't read the right word then. Wait, so there was a girl that wanted you to fuck her in the ass, and you put an apple in her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this See, I told you, leave it. I, why did you? What did you think? This was, where? What more to the story did you think there was? But like, why did they, you? I mean, 
Uh, Truth what? be known, it was a hog roast, and Don confused. Uh, <laughs> the pig for a girl. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm like, this must have been a chubby chick. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, why is there a fire underneath you? Like Don was asking the chick. Yeah, it's like, boy, her it's skin's warm, real baby. dry. Someone, her skin's real dry. Here's some moisturizer. We're we'll doing again. Like, you get an apple by your bed, or you you went to get an apple and you knew you were doing anal sex, and then oh why? God, you, have- you fucking. Are- are you why are you so obsessed with this story? <laughs> it's a five second story. <laughs> yeah, Adam's that's gonna, it. That's Adam's gonna tell his wife. Adam's gonna tell his wife that story and be like, "What would you think about something like that?" And then he's gonna bite into an apple. But by, by the by, <laughs> by, by the way, Sean, Sean gave me a book to read on uh, on how to save your your marriage, basically. Apple-like. And uh, and I I I, 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 I read the book. Great book, Sean. Highly recommend this book. It's called For Men Only, uh, and it's a uh, it's it's which like, is also the title of Bruce Buffer's autobiography. <laughs> 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 so basically, I was doing I was but it got me into a fight, Sean, because I was doing it all wrong. Like like basically, one of the things that I was doing was when you get married, you it's basically saying when you get married, it doesn't mean it means you have to stop trying to romance your wife or stop you know going on dates. But you should act the same way when you're married that you did when you tried to get your wife. And, right. and I, I wasn't always so doing. cheat. <laughs> and I was so fuck so fuck four other women so you, and then try and figure out which her, ones you told her. what story to. <laughs> No, you pay her. You pay her first. You know. <laughs> so I was. So, I, so I'm working on that. And my wife's like, "Well, what you learn in the book, right?" So of course, like, I I I didn't want to give her a fucking book report, you know. Like, I, I, but I was like, but I'm like, okay, she wants to hear what I read in the books. I'm like, I'm not gonna tell you because I'm I'm not gonna be able to really paraphrase it. And you're gonna, it's just not gonna sound. At, you have to kind of read the book. Plus, it's for men only. And so then she's like, so then I finally told her and she's like, yeah, you know, because when we first started and then gave me a fucking list of things I did wrong. Right. So then that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like you don't want to do any of that. So then I was like, no, I'm not saying that really happened. That's your, she's like, well, that was my truth. Well, your truth is, so now we get into a fucking blowout. So now for, because of this book, we got into a huge fight because I'm like, no, I will not admit that I did these things because I don't think I did these things. I mean, and then I know the book's going to say, well, it's about how you're feeling. That's what the therapist is going to say. And that's what you're going to say. But I'm not going to say I did this because I will be admitting that I did this crime. And I'm like, why don't I just start accusing you of shit and then just say, well, you didn't. So anyway, but we made up and everything's okay. Your first mistake was taking marital advice from anyone on this podcast. <laughs> The fuck about McCorkle's life made you think, oh, this has got to be pointing me in the right direction. <laughs> look at, I mean, look what it did for McCorkle. I mean, this has got, uh, this has got to be great. The uh, well, the author also has a book called For Women Only that explains how they should act, but don't expect any woman you're in a relationship with to read it or act upon it. They're only interested in improving <laughs> yourself. But no. uh, yeah, after the initial fight, Sean. It's been much, much better. And I thank you for this book. Uh, so th- thank it's you. one of the few I would recommend to anybody because it's uh, it actually explains how crazy women are. Like yeah. you like after I was done reading, it, I was like, this is the craziest shit I've ever read in my life. But it all works like it, it all. It all works, man. It's crazy. No, they what? have a, they have the a, name of the book. It's called for men only. They have a disclaimer saying this book is not politically correct. <laughs> and and there's a lot of things that are not gonna that you're gonna people are gonna be offended by in this book, but we don't care. This is what we found. I, I think you need to share with us some nuggets from <laughs> from Ben yeah. only. I, I, I want to hear some of the incredible non politically incorrect advice. Maybe it's great. I don't know. Let's hear. Well, they, they do. Hear. They interview like five thousand women, and it's all based on like their answers. So you're like, oh shit, that's actually. It's, they're not even saying that like we think this is true. They're saying these girls that were interviewed said this is true. Um, so here's the one I remember. The biggest takeaway is when a woman has a problem and wants to talk to you about it. She doesn't want an answer. She doesn't want a solution. She doesn't want your advice. She wants you to understand right. how she feels. Yeah. And uh, to me, that's the crack. Right. Understand how you feel. What does that do for you? It just verifies I'm not crazy. Well, you are crazy, but okay. Like now I understand how you felt, and then everything's better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I cut my arm off every time I wash the dishes. Well, maybe don't do it with a chainsaw. Like, oh, why are you trying to tell me what to do? Like, instead of, oh, does that, how's that feel when you get your arm cut off? You know, like, it's, yeah. it's, 
it's yeah. something. But if you want to read the one for women about men, women also think it's crazy, but it's exactly right on everything. Like every, like everything, like I read it, I was like, that is, if a woman would act like this, everything would be fine. Most chapters were just <laughs> for women only wake up blue job. Yeah. <laughs> Lunchtime, make lunch blue job. More or less. Dinner, make dinner blue job. One of the big dinner anal with an Chapter one through three are keep your mouth shut. Like that was chapters one through three. One of the funniest things. One of the hardest I ever laughed. Lose some weight. <laughs> One of the hardest I ever had Greg Wilson laugh was when uh, I had a show called Kamikaze Comedy. We, we ran up to people and just started telling jokes, right? And so we run up to this, 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 this like nine women having a picnic. Oh my god! <laughs> and they're just sitting there, like I don't know, having an Oprah book club, whatever. So I, it's like so Sunday morning, like ten a.m. I run up to them, I go, "Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Wilson," and this is Greg like 15 years ago, right? Well, so Greg has uh, matured a lot and, you know, like like everyone else. This was like Greg out of a cannon. So he rolls up to them. Ladies, how's it going? Uh, You know, he goes, uh, you guys did the book out called The Secret. You know, The Secret, The Secret. And everyone's like, I'll be right. He goes, Secret, learn to suck some dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, real (laughs) quick. Like that's the secret, dude. The, the camera guys on the ground, like the sound guys, fucking laughing. There's like one lady dying laughing, and four women that are just like, "What the fuck? What happened to our Bible study? This is fucking crazy." I saw, I saw one of Adam's clips. I don't know. You were doing this speed dating thing, and you were yeah. saying the most offensive things I've ever seen anybody say. And I, I found it weird. The younger girls that you would be considered more attractive were offended and like got up and walked away. You've got a cougar on there that nothing you said to her could move her. She was unshakable. She was smiling, laughing at it all. And it just proves that if a woman finds you attractive, you're suddenly. Dude, that woman, something was awesome. She didn't know what, we had Corey Holcomb there, who Corey is like the funniest, most offensive comic I've ever seen. And and he goes up there and he goes to that woman. He goes, yeah, you know, uh, I was watching The Roots the other day. You ever watch Roots, right? And the lady goes, oh, I watched The Wire. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's like chapter 38 of the roots, of roots. What? Like, i watch what happened later because of roots jesus so i'm so confused what you guys are talking about but i just keep thinking of great jokes okay uh, roots roots is about slavery i knew that yeah i knew that yeah. but i don't know what and the, then wire. the wire is about criminality yeah I mean, oh shit like, it's like ridiculous. It's like, oh, you ever hear Martin Luther King? Oh, I know ASAP Rocky. You're like, like, right. like, like, like what? Oh. Like, all right. So, um, Lorenzo Hunt is fighting this guy Mike Richmond uh, in bare knuckle boxing. Richmond is a guy who uh, former Marine now uh, runs a couple strip clubs in Minnesota, mm. tatted up, and fucking hits like a brick. Uh, he, this dude, he's the guy that beat what's his name? Um, Dakota Cochran, remember, remember, which, by the way, one of the funniest things I, I ever tell was, so Dakota Cochran, really nice guy, great guy, you know, on the Ultimate Fighter, he admitted to doing gay porn to pay through college, right? So right. I remember bringing that up on the, on the podcast, and I hear Don Fry, I can't even see him here, I went to college, I never had to pay to do gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> I was say Pizza Hut wasn't hiring. You couldn't. You couldn't yeah. deliver some pizzas. You had to. You had to. You had to fuck dudes. That he was delivered some option. pizzas in the videos. Trust me, he was one of the videos he delivered. Well, yeah, yeah, he did deliver the pizza. <laughs> I mean, what exactly? Yeah. What, oh my god! I just yeah, well, the like, funniest thing ever was they asked me about it unsuspectingly in an interview. I had no idea. I'd never heard of him, and I was like, wait, his. His actual name is Dakota Cochran, and his porn name was Billy. Like I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, like Dakota Cochran is far more a gay porn name than Billy. You know, totally. And, um, All you gotta do is were, put a G on the end. Yeah, they were they were asking me if uh, I would ever do uh, gay porn. I said, well, for the right price, I'd do pretty much anything. You know, and uh, I said, not like a million dollars, maybe a million and twenty, just making a joke. And they titled the interview to this day. It's up. Sean McCorkle admits he'd do gay porn for the right price. Like that was the title of the article. It was 10 seconds of a 45 minute interview that they took. And they, that's what they titled it. And I was just like, my, uh, my mom sent it to me. My daughter sent it to me. my daughter's like 14 at the time. Like, dad, can you quit doing stuff like this? It's embarrassing. Sent me the, I said, I didn't know that's what they were going to call it. I'm sorry. Like it just, uh, 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 also on this card, Austin trout, 
who's like a world champion, former world champion boxer. I think he went to distance against Alvarez. He's fighting Diego Sanchez in bare knuckle boxing. Uh, this should not be legal. I don't know what. I mean, this is just awful. But doesn't Diego have a regular boxing match coming up too? I don't know. He's doing Knuckle Mania this Friday night. I think he's got in a couple weeks. I think he's got a regular boxing match on George Masvidal's boxing. Oh no, not Diego. That's Pettis. Is doing against Roy Jones Jr. I know, but I think Diego's on that card too. I'm almost positive. Oh no. Uh, Boy, he's just. I hope he's not doubling, triple scheduling fights. Like, I was gonna say, does he have enough skin on his face for these fights? <laughs> let me let me make sure I'm not. Remember when he started coming out to Tony Robbins? That was the best. Like, <laughs> just saying yes. Yeah, yeah. That was that yes, was. Uh, also on the card is John Dodson, who's been murdering people in bare knuckle boxing. John Dodson is, is just killing everybody. Like he's like thirty seconds knocking him out. Uh, so that's uh, I'm excited about that. And then, if you've never seen John Dodson on cocaine, you don't know what you're missing because he's hyper enough without cocaine. But I was in a club one night and he was on, dude. He was, he was on something. It was out of control. And then that guy that who's the guy that's on Fox Sports that thinks he's an MMA trainer, but he sucks real bad. Um, oh my god, the short fat bald dude that always thinks he's uh Jay yeah, yeah, Jay Glazer. Jay Glazer comes in with his chest. He's like five two. Comes in with his chest sticking out, looking for trouble. And uh, uh, one of my one of the UFC fighters, I don't remember who it was, told me, said, dude, if he keeps walking around like that, he's going to find what he's looking for. I'm telling you right now. You know what I mean, yeah. and he's walking around real cocky, like staring people down and stuff. Doesn't realize he's at a UFC fighter party like he doesn't recognize other fighters. And then I swear to God, I was talking to. Um, oh, my gosh. What's his name? The real funny guy that came out like Hulk Hogan and Dan Severin, uh, the oh, fighter that used to come out. OK, it was great. Uh, um, oh, my gosh. I can't remember. I'm friends with him. I can't remember his name. He does, he, does, he, does, he does wrestling, right? Pro wrestling? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he uh, he texts me. We were hanging out. He texts me. He goes, dude, I'm sorry. I got I to gotta take off. My friend just knocked out um, Jay Glazer in the bathroom, like his fighter friend did or whatever, because Glazer was walking around trying to be a yeah. tough guy out in the bathroom. So, yeah, it was in Vegas. It was so awesome. But he was uh, – a yeah, Jay Glazer was looking for trouble, and he found it. So One of my first jiu-jitsu classes, it was, I, get, I go up against Jay Glazer. And I don't know, you know, all I know is wrestling. So I'm, I'm doing, a, you know, well wrestling. And then he goes for a rolling heel hook against me. <laughs> and um, and he guess he's pretty good at it. And the, then the instructor flipped on him. And he's like, what are you doing? You're going to break his fucking ankle. It's his first day. And he goes, he's got to learn somehow. And he's like, listen, I'm short. Like, that's all he said. Like, by the way, Don Fry, I asked Dominic Cruz about this, right? He huh. says it absolutely happened. Uh -huh. You went to San Diego to train boxing with Dominic Cruz. Halfway through, you threw a head kick and knocked him down and said, keep your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> you got to learn somehow. All right. Did this happen? I, I don't remember. I don't remember. If it, it's new to me, you know, but I, who am I to, you know, who am I to tell him somebody's memory? In Don's defense, it was a leg kick he threw, and it still hit Dominic Cruz in the head and knocked him out. So. Ah. Because I, I asked him, I said to him, I said, uh, I, I said, I go, I go, hey man, because uh, did he ever? Did he? Because when I was asking everyone to, to to call you in the hospital, did he ever head kick you during a boxing only sparring session, or was that a Rupert? That he goes, that happened. And judging from my last couple losses, he was onto something. <laughs> <laughs> This is exactly it's <laughs> uh, pretty cool that Cruz said that actually. Um, so yeah, and also this week in bare knuckle boxing, uh, my friend Josh Watson, right? Which uh, he's this like big tatted fucking guy. Like, I mean, he just he's one of these guys that looks like you know, so, you know Sons of Anarchy tattooed head, and he's the nicest guy uh, ever. He is fighting Greg Hardy. In bare knuckle boxing this Friday night, uh, Greg Hardy. Uh, you better get off first. Yeah, because Hardy only got to touch you once. Yeah, I Greg mean he doesn't have a lot of technique. He doesn't have a lot of experience, but he's all power. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Greg Hardy, that yeah—that's crazy. You ever think he like thinks to himself, like, man, I should have fucking not fucked around so much in football? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He should have stayed in shape in the season or something. Yeah. yeah, he although he may be one of those guys that just likes fighting more. Maybe that was always the problem. Football wasn't enough, wasn't violent enough for him. You know? 
He may be like, fuck, this is what I was missing. I just like beating on dudes, fuck rules and refs and, uh, you know, and can't put your hands in. He's, I mean, he may be in love with it. it may, he may think it's the greatest decision he's ever made. So, But there's no way he's making the same money. How good was he at football? He was pretty amazing. I think he was all pro a year or two, wasn't he? Wasn't he yeah, all, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. no, he was, he was a, a dominant force for sure. I mean, that's why they kept getting so many chances. Because when you you could keep him on the field, he was fucking fantastic. But he just kept making too many mistakes uh, off the field. I think once he beat up his girlfriend or wife or whatever it was, I think they pretty much were done with him, man. Yeah, pretty much. They were like, you know what? Okay, you're gone. So, but you know, he had the he he was on the field. He was he was a dominator. He could have been. He really could have been a a hall of famer if he would have been able to keep his nose clean and really stick to football. Don, what do you think of the the funny thing is when the UFC cut me. They uh, said the Joe Silla text me said the risk just isn't worth the reward, and I was like, I've never been arrested. I've never like what like because because I say funny stuff online, the risk isn't worth the reward, you know. But also, he asked me to quit saying racist stuff on uh, Twitter, and uh, I texted him back and said, "What if it's really funny though?" And uh, he just said, "Oh my god!" back to him and, and didn't say anything else back to me. And then I tweeted later on, "There's two things I hate: racism and interracial dating." And uh, <laughs> I, got my, I got my walking papers shortly after that. So. Speaking of Twitter, so should, you uh, know, you know, there's a real common thread in your career, <laughs> McCarshall, and it's people asking you not to do something, and you're doubling down. Always, <laughs> I like how it was walking. It was the walking papers, not as running papers, because cardio is never yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> my, my slow walking papers out the building. Is that, is that in that for men only book? Yeah. Like, here's what you want to do whatever she tells you don't to do do it twice as much so speaking that of- was my my first warning sorry my first warning from the ufc came when i was dating a native american girl and she said she was on her college rowing team on text message and i said i bet you can canoe like a motherfucker which is a great joke that's funny and <laughs> i screenshot it put on twitter that's when i got my warning from joe silva it said hey sean joe silva ufc i need you to do me a favor i said anything you want joe i was just trying to keep them happy he goes will you stop saying racist shit on twitter and i said what if it's really funny though that's when i responded to that and then so uh, you yeah. did uh you didn't mean it when you said anything you want <laughs> <You're done. laughs> yeah. anything minus making native american jokes exactly anything except telling me what to do go ahead i find that native americans <laughs> by the way laugh the hardest they're the best audience members they don't they, yeah they, they laugh so hard um now speaking of twitter sean strickland is allowed back on twitter elon musk lifted his ban so he's been on a rampage uh, he writes today or yesterday, I might be in Boulder, Colorado next week. Any decent gyms out that way? I can probably spar with Pat Barry. What middle school does he hang out at? Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? They're, they're on a string. I, um, I got reinstated on Twitter. Did I tell you guys that? After being banned for two years, I'm back on. Uh, Twitter sent me a message that said if I would remove my tweet that says kill Whitey, like hashtag kill Whitey, they would reinstate me. I didn't even remember writing that, but I was like, okay, I'll delete it, and then I'm back on Twitter again. So, You're back. Yeah, I'm back. So it's Well, I won't be long, but uh, <laughs> apparently I'd said kill Whitey. And also, they didn't like my tagline that said, I don't tolerate racism of any kind. Racism is a crime, and crime is for minorities. Oh, um, so they didn't remove uh, <laughs> that, too. So. Um, what do you think? Listen, Don. Listen, Don. Love it, <laughs> Greg. What are your thoughts about the Super Bowl halftime show, dude? Listen, I it seems scary as shit, man. I don't care who you are. You're not. I'm not getting up on those floating platforms. That was bananas. So, I mean, it was fun though. I mean, Rihanna's got a lot of fucking hits, but obviously, she was very limited in what she could do physically. And so, you know, so there, there was a lot of arm dancing. That's what I noticed. A lot of, a lot of hand <laughs> gesturing, and you know, and simple side steps, side in. You know, like, why, why is she limited physically? I hadn't heard. Oh, because she's pregnant. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah, watch yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's, that was like the first thing you noticed is that she's on this giant platform floating, and she has this giant safety cable attached to her, and she's clearly pregnant. So all the dance moves are just like hey, uh, hands, 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 hello, goodbye. Like that was They're it, like, you know. And I'm like, okay. Remember, you're twerking for two. Like I don't know. Like, <laughs> Somebody said her so, special, her special guest was a fetus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You had a good joke about it, your gender reveal party or something like that. Yeah, it's the most elaborate gender reveal, but it was kind of weird. Like, I would think if you were pregnant, you would have all kinds of different performers. Maybe, you know, because if you're limited, maybe they're not limited. But she was like, 
but she did have so many hits. You're right. That was the other thing. Like you forget how many hits she's had till yeah. she's just rolling through the one after the other, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, dude! Fuck yeah, man! That one too!" I so I really I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty great. My favorite part, of course, was watching the Philadelphia Eagles eat a dick. That was my favorite part. Oh, yeah. and, then, and then Sean, people got mad because she smelled her crotch. She started rubbing her vagina and then smelled it. Um, For what purpose? <laughs> well, I understand she's gonna. Baby was even. Baby was out. <laughs> now I think she's teaming up with Gwyneth Paltrow. She's gonna do a, a collab on some some some, some candles, and she uh, she oh, just God. keeps testing different. We should, we should do a we should do a cologne called Don Fry's Testicles. Uh, there you, you go. You can smell like Don Fry's testicles. The, the, me. Balls of, the balls of Don. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don's, Don's fry grease. Oh, God. All right. So this Saturday night, Jessica Andrade taking on Eric Bla Aaron Blanchfield. Blanchfield is like, she's 23 years old. She's 10 and 1, coming over a win over Meatball Molly. Uh, she also beat JJ Aldridge, Miranda Maverick. Her last loss was to Tracy Cortez in 2019. Um, it was a smoke show. Jessica Andrade is she's the one that beat up Lauren Murphy recently. Yep. Built like fucking Dan Silva. Oh. Um, she has an OnlyFans account, uh, which has some crazy pictures. Uh uh, people have sent me. Stop sending me that, please. Um, but um so <laughs> <laughs> You're about to get a wave of them. You realize that? Because according to uh, for men only, <laughs> if someone says don't send me those pictures, you send dozens of them immediately. So, um, but I, I guess she said she was pressured to do an OnlyFans. I'm, I'm not sure. I gotta read more into this. Um, who do we like in doing this? Sean, Aaron, or uh, Jessica Andrade? Uh, I don't know the Aaron girl, so I'll say Andrade just based on she's the only one I've seen fight. She's the girl that slammed Rose Namajunas on her head, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, then I go with her. Greg? Well, that and she's been just vicious lately. She's looked so just uh, world-beating in her fights. I love Andrade in this one, and I don't think it's close. Don? Yeah, I'll make it a threesome. <laughs> with an apple. I'll, yeah, well then, um, don't forget the apple. I, I just can't believe, like, you wanted to see how hard she'd bite into the apple by fucking her in the ass. I mean, I'm still very curious about that. Uh, Jordan Wright. <laughs> Jordan Wright, who goes by the Beverly Hills Ninja. Right. Uh, that's his name. He's He's gotten beat up his last three fights. He's gotten, like, just I, I feel like that name just it kind of brings it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Who do you, who else do you want to beat the shit out of some guy? And because he also looks like he, you know, like a Beverly Hills you know, douchebag. So not that he is, but I mean, you look at him and he's very punchable face. And then with that nickname, who <laughs> else do you want? I mean, you're gonna give him a couple extra with the ref trying to get you off. You know, you're gonna be like, nah, I can send him home. He's fighting. Uh, he's fighting Zach the Ripper. Uh, <laughs> Zach the Ripper Pagua. Uh, yeah, there's this. I mean, there's this card. I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch it, but it's uh, it doesn't have them uh, that many names. Jim Miller is on the card, taking on Alex Fernandez, Lena Landsberg, who goes by the Elbow Queen. Um, unlike Nick Newell, who's the Elbow King. Um, huh. he's taking on Mayra Buena Silva. OSP is fighting. The Emperor has no elbow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh. So, uh, <laughs> listen, we, we they can't all be home run, Sean. Welcome, okay. to, our, welcome <laughs> to our world. All right. So, uh, yeah, so that's so that's that. Uh, Jens Pulver got into the Hall of Fame. Uh, good for him. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, don't why, I don't know why it took so long. I wonder if he was able to bring a plus one because I know Stefan Bonner, when he got in the Hall of Fame, the UFC charged him for a ticket for his wife to attend his Hall of Fame induction. Devin Bonner was like, dude, can I borrow $900 from you? I got to buy a ringside seat for my wife to attend my ceremony. I was like, no. Was he goes, dude, for real, they won't give me another ticket for her. So. Now, I heard from a very legitimate source that Phil Baroni's out of jail. Um, <laughs> Is it his lawyer? <laughs> he's awaiting trial. I, but they, they, He like made bail, and they, he got granted bail, and he's out. So uh, that's, I heard that from a legitimate good. source. So good. 
I hope he heads straight for the border and gets back here. He's not going to have any where, where do you escape to? Where, you know, what, what country do you go to? Yeah. yeah. Where would you have go? to go to Colombia? Is that where you go, Colombia? I don't know. I'd probably go to. I'd probably go to China. Yeah, yeah. I'd go to any place that doesn't have extradition laws or an extradition agreement with Mexico and stay there, even if you got to stay here. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't stand out in China at all, Greg. So Florida. Uh, <laughs> Florida. Uh, what do you have coming up, Greg? Uh, this uh, this weekend, actually leaving Wednesday, I get to go do a nice corporate gig in the Bahamas. That's going to be a lot of fun. So I should have a nice tan for next week's show. But uh, And then next week, the week after that, I will be the last weekend of, of February. I will be in Dallas at TK's Comedy Club. That's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm actually going to be teaching a free workshop in the afternoon on Saturday afternoon there at TK's. So uh, come on out and uh, join us for that. That'll be a lot of fun. And uh, then uh, the week uh, after that, uh, or rather March, I think, 13th through 19th, L.A. Comedy Club in Las Vegas. Oh, nice. By the way, you did a show for the King of Connecticut, by the way. Um, he what? Knew, he knew you. For Ronnie's lawyer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, you did a show in uh, Miami for him, right? Is that what he said, Sean? He said yeah, I've done shows in Miami, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he said he performed was... at yeah one of his one. I don't know he's a pro wrestler too. He's a man of many talents, but he said that he goes, "Hey, I know Greg." He said he did a, one of our shows down here at whatever he what I don't know what he's got. Maybe it was Cool Modi Social Club. I don't know. It's one of them. Kind of <laughs> he may have been there. There were a lot of people. I did this celebrity this uh, uh, magazine launch party that they did and um, had a terrible set actually because uh, it was a complete. I mean, it was a mess. They didn't have a stage for me. Everybody was just milling about. It was, Really, a very difficult show, um, but it may have been there because it was loaded with with various people and you know uh, the personalities. So it was probably that event. I think the I know King what he's talking about. The King of Connecticut. The King of Connecticut was at the TBT Magazine launch party. So, uh, Sean, what do you have coming up? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, same old stuff. I'm actually planning on watching for the first time ever. Did you hear that Brendan Shop got on Dancing with the Stars next season? No, are you kidding? He's going to be on Dance with the Stars. Yeah, they're just looking for a star for him to dance with now. So oh. nice, uh, there it is. Yeah, he did it. He did it. <laughs> that was good. That was that's actually a really good joke. Um, all right, I will be at Legends in Lake Havasu on February twenty. That's a beautiful wait, place. Wait, I, I, wait, 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 wait. So you're stripping now? <laughs> it's called Legends in Lake Havasu. Uh, Lake Havasu is beautiful. If you've never been there, I went there one time. I didn't know what it was. I just took my girlfriend there because it looked expensive. So we went there and I got I, I literally decided to drive a hundred yards from my house to the bar, the only bar in town, instead yeah. of walking. And I got pulled over for a DUI on the way back. Like a cop sat right out there and I was like, dude, I literally am 25 yards from the house I'm living in or staying in or whatever like that. And he wanted me to do a breathalyzer. Luckily I passed it or he said I did. I don't know what it was, but it uh yeah, we've been drinking and I thought sure that I can drive you know, a hundred uh, yards to my house, you know, but it's like, yeah, I got, he said, right. Well, you make the place sound magnificent. <laughs> so don't drive. Don't drive if you're there, but other than that, no, it's beautiful. You can't it's even drive a hundred yards, but okay. It's and a legend. February 27th to March 5th. I'll be in Las Vegas. <laughs> Apparently it's called legends because legend has it. Cops wait outside the parking lot for you to leave. <laughs> they do. He pulled me over like 50 feet after I left the parking lot. I was like, dude. I'm at no. the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana in March fourth, uh, February 27th to March 5th, and then I'm at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy in Minnesota, March 23rd, 2026, and March 30th to April 2nd, the House of Comedy in Vancouver. Does uh, Bismarck still have a social club? <laughs> Bismarck, Marky? Yeah, I don't know. I just he went to. Yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. Dude, you're gonna have to text me what you got paid because I may go do. Uh, Coolio's uh, stand-up comedy <laughs> thing from the senior explaining. It sounds like you know it's not hard to make them laugh. Yeah. So I uh, may go do it. Depend on the money. There was a fight. Yeah. I was like, how'd you do two and a half hours? I'm like, well, there was a fight that took up 25 minutes. Uh, right. That's, that's, that's a nice. That's a nice intermission. Yeah. The feature quit. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. It was I I mean, it was just next level. It was so. I'm gonna be doing Cisco's rec room. Uh, coming up, so check that out. But this guy wants to go into business with me. I'm like, I'm, I'm helping him write a play in Vegas. Um, and uh, the guy just, just have the King of Connecticut look, overlook the contracts before you before you sign. Yeah, it. 
<laughs> he owns like 19,000 slot machines, uh, video games. He has video the games. for it. Uh, yeah. It just kept going on and on. I mean, the, the stories this guy was telling me, Greg, Greg we got you got to meet this guy. I mean, he's just. Uh, if you ever go back there, I'm coming. Just let me know. I will fly out just to meet that guy. <laughs> Dude. Also, March 30th, I'm going to do Little Wayne's uh, sauna. <laughs> limited seating. Very limited seating. Bring your own towel. Dude, BYOT. Dude, there was a woman in the front. I was like, so are you married to him? And she's like, yeah, I am. And I was like, how many cigarettes did you smoke? Like this, and she's like, way too many. And I, and I, I did an impression of them having sex, like, put it in my ass. No, you put it. Like, dude, it was like, <laughs> when you do it. You bite the apple. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hold my guy, cigarette. Hold my other cigarette. Now hold this cigarette. Dude, some guy goes, that girl gives so much, such good head. He goes, my asshole was wet. I don't even know what oh. that, I don't even know what that means. Like, Okay, Greg. Right. Greg, anything on that? Uh, you she, know, I think she was doing it wrong. That's what it's. She's slobbering. <laughs> no, she's slobbering. She's slobbering down the dick. Uh, yeah. You know, it's weird. As I heard, when that girl gives dogs, it's from her only. I heard when that girl gives you a BJ. Two hours later, you start having nicotine cravings. Like now, you're. <laughs> <laughs> She yeah. gives you a she gives you a blowjob, but she sucks it out through your asshole. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a unique technique. It's for men only. I think I, uh, I think I know her. <laughs> I'm glad this last thirty seconds of the podcast will keep me from getting an erection for the next ten. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's like the opposite of Viagra. Hearing that. Ugh. Kill, kill that argon right away, huh? Yeah. Well, you guys are the best. I hope you guys have a great week and take care. See you, man.